Hello and welcome to the Untranslatable Podcast. We are here recording episode number 63, and today we will be talking about some places where we would like to travel, maybe in the near future, who knows when, but I definitely have a couple places on my list, and I'm very, very excited to hear what's on my co-host list, my good buddy Jared. What's going on, Jared? Hello, hello, yes. We're, we're, you know, this is the Untranslatable Podcast. We talk about travel. We got to put our money where our mouth is. I um, have some that are both near future and then more aspirational locations, you know, locations where I, I nice. can't say I can put a plan in anytime soon, but places I definitely want to hit. Uh, so, yeah, I'm interested to hear your list, too. It, it, whenever I think of like places you want to travel, in my head I'm just like, is, is, is Chad just going to say like Austria and Germany? And then they're like, all right, that's it, <laughs> right? That's a safe, that's a safe bet. Done. <laughs> I try to keep it this episode. I'm trying to keep it to places I haven't been to yet. Right. Oh, that makes yeah. I try to do the same thing. That makes sense. Although there are places in Germany and Austria I would like to visit, but we'll get to that later. <laughs> Speaking of which, though, before we get into that. Um, I guess I'll give a slight teaser to one of the places. We'll talk about we'll talk more about it in the main topic. Actually, I won't even mention the place. But what I will say is I currently have a price alert in and uh, the price alert is with is for the next like 2 months. And this game it, it's it always it's starting all over again. Here we <laughs> it's go. It's a dangerous game. <laughs> and I've seen some I've seen some good prices. However, I, 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 there are two layovers, and this is a long flight that I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. But two mm-hmm. layovers is a hard one to get on board with. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot that could go wrong within those two layovers. Yeah, and so I think maybe um, some strategy for for, and something I have to try to accept is maybe looking is searching farther out. We talked about this last week, but um, it's just this game that I play with these price alerts is crazy. I I will say this though. Uh, I've been using kayak before. I'm done with that. My, I have a new favorite for price alerts. Do you ha- do you ever do price alerts? I I do. Where do you go to? Uh, I've always ever since I studied abroad with you in Austria, I used Skyscanner once. I don't even remember how I came across it, but I used Skyscanner once, and I got a round trip flight to Paris and back to Vienna for like twenty five euros. Wow, twenty five euro. Yep. Uh, well, that's what I'm using, Skyscanner. Skyscanner, for some reason, to me, also seems better suited for international trips. I don't know why. I, I have no idea why. This is yeah, based maybe. off of I'm no not sure. sort of information. <laughs> <laughs> right. But anyway. Just by feel. What I do like about it, this is, what I do like about it is specifically that they, if you, you can put in multiple price alerts, because um, I have for different airports in this, you know, a similar area, and it gives it to you in the same email. That is nice. Game changer. Rather than getting like three different emails every day with the price, right. you can then compare them right next to each other. See, I have job alerts, and I have them for uh, Michigan, Germany, Austria, Prague, and then the Czech Republic in Jeez, general. Your email is overflowing. Oh, dude, I get at least like five to ten emails a day, like new job, and half the time it's the same thing I got yesterday. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um. But. It is what it is. Yeah, well, that's 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 how you find a job, I guess. Right. Um, how's um how's uh the Czech Republic? You know what I like about I I I don't know what the we- I know I don't know what the weather like is in the Czech Republic. Like what what it tends to be, you know, because it, it it seems to snow, but it doesn't seem like snow is an issue. Um, but here in Philadelphia, it's great because um, it's like it's not it's barely even cold. 
Especially for all the, especially as me being the Michigander, it's like in the 30s. I'm like, this is great. Right. That's like hoodie weather for a Michigander <laughs> exactly. right there. I feel like. Yeah, it was. It's been a little cold. I went to the the Maturita Ball. Mm-hmm. Um, oh right. On Friday, which was great. And as this usual, is for your I, school. I, no, no, this was the last one for the gymnasium. Okay. So I'm at the okay. technical school, uh, not the gymnasium. <laughs> and so, um, how many balls does this I, gymnasium have? Well, so so the way you know in the states we have prom, right? And that's for all the graduating classes, right? Mm-hmm. Here. The, uh, as they call it in Czech, maturitni plez, a little bonus untranslatable for you. Wow. Um, the uh, maturitni plez or the maturita balls are, um, they're held by each class. So, so what this means oh. is every, every grade will have three or four classes, right? right? They have like a, I don't know, a 4A, 4B, 4C, whatever. And my school, they're all, like we have um, V, S, E, and TM, I know TM is technical management. Um, I think E might be engineering. I'm not sure. I was told this my first day at school, but I had I met so many new people and had so much information coming right. into my brain that first day at school. It was yeah, where you're like impossible shaking to remember twenty people's hands and getting names thrown at you. It's like I I'm not going to remember this. Um, exactly. So, but these as you you've mentioned this before, but these are all open to the public. So even though each school has you got to buy a ticket. Right. 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 So even yeah. though each school has their own um, ball, people from other schools go to other schools' uh, right. balls. Not school, but whatever you called it. Yeah, uh, other schools. Oh, it's a school? Well, other class and other schools. Okay. I mean, I had students from my school there. Oh, okay. Um, and at the at the previous ball I was at, not this one, but the one before that, a few weeks ago, there were even students from the next town over called Kadan that came to this one here. In I remember Komotov. you went to Kadan so. with um, with Jeff a long time ago. Yes, sir. By the yeah, way, it's a great place. I'm, I'm starting to get really sick of your, uh, speaking of uh, your students, I'm starting to get real sick of your Instagram. It's it's just be, it's becoming gross. <laughs> I see comments like greatest teacher ever on your Instagram. I love it. It's great. <laughs> I, literally it's lo- great. I literally rolled my eyes looking at your Instagram yesterday. <laughs> It's all right. I'll start to comment on all your pictures. Great podcast co-host ever. Will that will that make you feel better? Oh my god! Oh, that's great. That's great. That's all I'm really asking for. Okay, good, good. Well, the funny thing is, though, man. Every time I see my students, and as as we discussed in the previous episode, uh, my semester with the third and fourth year students is coming to an end this week. This week will be my last, uh, you know, few classes with them. And so I saw quite a few students at the ball, and uh, I got to say, man, they definitely have uh, boosted my teacher ego a little bit because they were, (laughs) a lot of them were, you know, giving me compliments, and a lot of them seemed like they were really, you know, genuine and sincere comments. Not just like, oh, I like you as a teacher, but like, um, I really enjoyed all the different vocabulary you taught us. I really liked the the interesting, um, you know, topics you chose. And I have to show you this, man. One second. Let me. I'm gonna get off camera real quick. While Chad's doing I this, to... I forgot to mention. Uh, follow us on Twitter, Untranslatable One, the number one. Instagram, Untranslatable Podcast. Uh, or you can email us, Untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com. And spread mm-hmm. a little love with five star reviews on in, on iTunes and Stitcher, please. Thanks, especially the students that claim to be so in love with Chad. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> show well, that look love. Look at this, dude. I got a Jesus five Christ. liter Budvar beer cake <laughs> from my students on Friday. That's awesome. 
So this is how you know right here. <laughs> this is how you know you're doing a good job as a teacher. That is awesome. So yeah. Have you cracked it I open yet? I could not yet? believe it. Is that the beer of the pod? No, I've, it's, it's, it is. <laughs> I'm going to drink all five liters in two hours. That's right. Uh, tap to mouth. Um, exactly. <laughs> Um, but yeah, this was a really big surprise though. So, so let me tell you, I'm going to put it down. Did you just carry that on, you, on the way home? Carry it home or something? It, it fit in my backpack. Uh, okay. So I didn't feel, <laughs> I didn't feel like an alcoholic within my backpack. Um, I got some weird looks in the hallway at my school when I was carrying it up to my office, <laughs> but you know what, what are you going to do? Right. But I have to say, um, one of my students, um, Hansa, he, uh, I, I'm pretty sure it was Hansa. Um, he gave a, a little speech and presented me with the little keg of beer. Oh my god! And it was a really nice speech. Like, not to sound corny. This is gonna but sound I corny. Was, I was getting a little teary-eyed, <laughs> a little bit. Well, I, you know, I mean, because it, it's that's that's like a almost an overwhelming amount of love. I feel like I feel like I've never experienced any, or or witnessed anything like that in my high school days uh, in America or in Germany. When I, like I've just never experienced that in my high school middle school days. Right. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I mean, obviously, this isn't a normal situation either. You know, I'm I'm only at our school, as far as I know, for this year. Right. And I also asked my students, you know, for how many of you, I'm the first American you've ever met. This class, this is a bigger class of mine, excuse me, and I have about, tw- I think, 22 or 23 students in this one classroom and there were at least 18 or 19 hands up when I asked them if I was the first American they've ever ever met. And think about it, too. Like, how much interaction did, did, all, did those other few people actually have with the American that they met? Not, I highly doubt it's the level of interaction they had with you. Just right. assuming. I mean, mm-hmm. I would imagine so. I mean, you know, I was there for, you know, 45 minutes um, every week. The, the sad thing was I was only able, because... Because we wanted to um, divvy everything up evenly, I only went to one class per week. Mm-hmm. So I only got to see them for 45 minutes right. every week. The other teachers will get an hour and a half because they teach them two lessons a week. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I would have done that, then half of the uh, third and fourth grade classes wouldn't have had me as a teacher. So we figured it, it's only fair for me to teach one lesson for every class, then two lessons for some classes and, and other classes wouldn't have me as a teacher at all. Do you um, go to the balls solo? Stag, as they say? Or do you kind bring a date and with your um, students there? It's like this is... So, g- great question. Very good question. So, um, usually I go... I, I, I would go... I go like uh, qua- quasi, uh, I, partly solo. Like, is it quasi an American or Americans say is it quasi as well? Do they? Not quasi, okay. but I, they say <laughs> I've used it more in quasi. German. I've used it more in Fancy German. Americans. Um, <laughs> right. Maybe. Yeah, exactly. Um, so so the first one I went with a friend of mine um, named Jan, and he actually studied abroad um, or, or spent a, an exchange year for high school in Minnesota. Mm. Um, super nice kid. Um, really, really nice guy. Um I would say is definitely a good friend of mine here. And, and uh, I actually met him. It's kind of funny. I was with Annabelle at um, like this bar disco restaurant here in Komutov called Admiral. And we were there and we were speaking English, a little mixture of English and German. And he overheard us and he came up and just 
introduced himself and started talking to us. Shout out to We exchanged information. Exactly. Never done that in my life. And so, <laughs> so he, uh, right. And so he's come over a few times and watched some, uh, um, he likes American football. I have to say American football right. because our, our international listeners out there might, might give him I would have asked if he would have just said football. Right. And so, uh, so we watched a couple football games together and a really great Are you guys guy. going to watch the Super Bowl together? Probably not. It's on kind of late, I think. Oh, I don't right. Know. I, That's a good I point. Don't, I don't, yeah, I don't it's really care that much like about eight the Super here, Bowl. Which is going to be like two in the morning for you. Exactly. Exactly. But anyway, so the first one I went with him, he came over here um, and I went with him. This one, though, he had, um, I don't remember what he was doing, but he came late. But it's really funny, dude. So I went to uh, this restaurant and hotel here called Chicago. And uh, they, they serve like American style food and they have really, really good hamburgers. Uh, they have this one. It's called the jalapeno burger. They have bacon on it and it's close to American bacon. Okay. You know how European bacon's a little thinner? A little, it's usually yeah, not quite as More crispy. hammy than it is bacon. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, this place, you get more American style bacon. You know I love spicy food. Yeah. And they have this really good like sauce on it that's, I don't even know. It's like an, like an orange sauce, but it's like spicy... Um, it's really, really good. Quirky. It's kind of like a spicy, maybe like a really sp- spicy version of like a thousand island. Okay. Maybe. All right. Um, but anyways, I went there and, uh, and the, I've gone there enough where the people know I'm not Czech. They know I've told them I'm, I'm a teacher here. And so the owner of the bar was there just so happened to be there while I was there. And he starts talking to me. And, and at first he asked me, are you Welsh, British, Scottish? I was like, oh, oh no, I'm, that, I'm American, <laughs> right? And, you just and love so, when people don't guess that you're American. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, and so so we had a nice conversation, but Welsh. it was kind of awkward. That's a weird guess. Because, right? Um, Statistically speaking, what's the chances <laughs> right. of yeah, that yeah, being right? I, I have no idea. I have no idea whatsoever. <laughs> so that's a great point. So so we're talking, we're having a great conversation, and um, and he asks me, could I teach him English? Uh-huh. which I would love to help him out. But the problem is the way my visa is set up, I'm not allowed to take any extra money Come on, Chad. because, Come on. you know, I, um, I'm sure the way the visa to. is set up, it's, it's like, it's weird. It's something in between like a work visa and a student visa. I think I'm not really sure, mm-hmm. but I've been told by my organization, I'm not allowed to take any extra money, even if it's under the table, whatever. And it was really well, funny because he offered me, he's... They're not going to say, you're not allowed to take money. Unless it's under the table, then that's fine. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right. That would be a little shady. But anyway, so so he asked me, and, and then I was like, no, I can't, like, the way my visa is, I can't take money. He's like, he's... And he's like, don't worry, like, cash only. And I was right. like, I was like, man, I get it. Like, I would be happy to take money. But I was like, look, you're the owner of this bar. I come here once a week to eat a burger. Like you give me a free at. burger, I will teach you English for an hour. He said, yeah? Yeah. He said, Look yeah. Look at you. So free meal uh, for English lessons. I like the way you negotiate. Right. And he's a nice guy. Um, his English his English needs a lot of work, but you know that's why he wants me to be there and help him out. So should be fun. And uh, it's also just a nice place, man. They play a lot of really cool rock music um, at this place called Chicago. Um, if you find your way over here, we'll definitely go. Okay. He's Czech? He's Czech, yeah. And he, he owns this place. I, I, I'm pretty sure he's the owner, yeah. Be- and what was funny, though, one of the reasons why I brought this up to you is I went there before the ball on Friday, mm. right? And I go there, and after I had agreed to teach him English for in exchange for like a meal or something, um, 
uh, I finished my meal and I sat down next to him at the bar because we were having a nice conversation. And uh, he goes, do you like whiskey? And I'm like, well, I mean, if, if you're offering, I'll, I'll have some whiskey. <laughs> Had this really good Irish whiskey called, I think, Macmillan. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Or something I've like heard that. Of that. They have that here. So, ha- yep, had Macmillan, and that was good. And then we're sitting there, and he's like, do you like cognac? Jeez. And I'm like, well, I mean, if, you, if you're going <laughs> to offer, he gave me some Are cognac. Are you a big cognac guy? Really <laughs> I mean, honestly, I think I've only had it one other time Is besides it, that time. It was good, cognac though. Cognac kind of like a sweet... Like whiskey or something, or is it like kind super of. aged wine or something, or something like that? I I, I would think it's sherry? more sweeter whiskey. I I think sherry is the aged wine, isn't right, it? Maybe, and then cognac is like a sweet whiskey or something like that. Something something like that. But then then I'm like sitting there and I'm starting to feel a buzz come on a little bit because I had weird. I also <laughs> I also well <laughs> well I also had he also gave got me a beer as well. Okay, so I ended up having like two beers. Three shots because he also they had this other like cocoa leaf. It's like this green liquor, mm. and he gave me one of those. I ended up paying for my hamburger and one beer. Uh, yeah, of course that it. makes sense. That, that that makes sense. I was surprised you had to pay for your beer and a hamburger. I mean, I wasn't trying to push it, um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So so, anyways, I started this? off Receipt? my night on the I'm way your on the way. <laughs> <laughs> right, we've already shook hands on this. This has started. That's, that's right. That's right. Now I expect another burger tomorrow morning. Yeah, you go. Now you eat there three times a day, every day. <laughs> Just hammered. <laughs> oh god. But yeah. But anyways, dude. So that was how my evening started off, and then like oh, this I is came back the ball, to my right. This was before the ball. That's a good yeah, flow so right here. there. Exactly. I. Uh, so I came back here. And uh, took a shower and uh, slammed like a, a thing of water. I think you were going to say a beer or something like that. And then, uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I could have. That would have just put me in, in a different place that I wanted to get to, I guess. But it was it was a great time, though. It was nice to talk to him. We talked about music. He likes a lot of similar metal music that I listen to. Um, he's been to some cool concerts. So it was fun. It was a good time. I'm interested how um, someone that generally doesn't speak english um stump like decided upon an american restaurant and apparently did a pretty good rendition of it you know like that just seems like an yeah. interesting like how, how did right. he decide on that style and, of food pro- well i th- here's the thing man i think in europe especially in the czech republic and maybe parts of eastern germany maybe also west germany i'm not sure but there's like this allure to everything that's american yeah like, like you know, they think it's like kind of cool, or it's like in a way, it's kind of like exotic, yeah, right? I mean, because it's we're like foreign, yeah, kind of like how we exactly. find British accents, uh, or yeah, like any foreign people alluring or right. something, right? And I think the other thing is too, like you know, there's a lot of you know movies from the United States that people watch, a lot mm-hmm. of music they get, and so I think that that just makes it. And I think a lot of people here in the Czech Republic, um, I think they really believe. That America is like what they see in the movies, which sometimes is like that. But a lot of times it's getting closer as time goes on. By the way, shutdown's over finally. Yeah, I saw that. I couldn't believe it. So, um, so our last episode came out after the shutdown ended, and we were talking about where's this thing gonna end. (laughs) Good. Well, good. (laughs) So I had great news. We know it's over. Right. 
I guess fantastic news. Yeah. Well, I think that that on that note, maybe we should head into some shout outs. What do you think? Spread buddy? a little love. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Um, so, do you have any shout outs today? Yeah, I'll start. I'll start. Sorry, I got like two mice mouses around me. And I was spinning it around. I was like, why isn't it moving? I looked at my other computer, and it's flying all over the place. <laughs> nice. So this one I'm conflicted about, but I want to get your opinion on it. Okay. This involves Patton Oswalt, as seen in King of Queens. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I used to love that show. Um, so Great show. Um, Patton Oswalt is uh, quite the Twitter uh you know, Twitter uh, uh, person. He he's got a he's mm-hmm. uh, a Twitter elite. I think they call it. He's got the blue check. He's got over a million followers, and he's a very outspoken uh, liberal. And so mm-hmm. you'll see him, you know, uh, talking shit about Trump and whatever's going on, um, and currently in politics. And sometimes he's it's a pri- I, I'm always shocked by the people like him that have over a million followers that still like just respond to normal people like us. It's like you right. don't have, like you're better than us now. You don't have to do this anymore, <laughs> <laughs> right? And how many of these like how many just people? You know, I'm, obviously, you know, he has millions of followers, so there are plenty of people that love him and are fans of him. But there is uh, a, a, with when you have that many people, there's a very large number of people that you know say that they hate you is even kind of too much. Just they they you know they disagree with whatever you say, so they just like act like you are not a real person and just like say the worst things (laughs) i mean they're like they're trolls yeah that's exactly what a troll is so anyway uh there's a guy named um michael Beatty, and he um i hate how this article even explains it because it's like saying oh he wasn't in the best of moods it's like do you understand how trolls work it's like they do this all day long when they're at parties right they go on the phone and tweet something when they're at work it's like it's not like someone's in a bad mood so they decide to tweet some troll shit it's like this is an all-day occurrence Oh, for sure. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> yeah, I was in a bad mood today, so I was going to troll some people. That's not I how like, that I would works love at all. To see, I should have gone to his... I'm sure it's gone now, but I would love to go to his account and just scroll through the like replies and see all the replies right. he has and to his 25 followers, I'm sure he has or whatever. <laughs> um, anyway, right. so he's 64 years old, which is hilarious in itself that you're on Twitter like this. Uh, granted, you know, Pat also is probably like 50. Anyway... Um, he's from Huntsville, Alabama, and he recently got home from a two-week stay at the hospital. He was um, pretty sick. He had complications from diabetes and sepsis, um, and he is um, so he was home. You know, they they try to plant this whole picture of why he'd be in a situation trolling, but he's a troll anyway. Yep, trolls are going to troll. <laughs> so, um, pa- Pan Oswald tweeted um something some critique of of trump it really doesn't matter what the critique was some critique of trump and um beady the sick guy replied i just realized why i was so happy when you died in blade trinity first of all such a sad pathetic reference uh, right. <laughs> i didn't even know right. Pan was in blade the third blade me either, me either. <laughs> but it's like i haven't even seen the third one no i don't think i have either and if i have it was like <laughs> scrolling past tnt in like high school one night or something right. like oh blade <laughs> right. oh wait this is the third one never mind right <laughs> anyway um um so um so it was just this the saddest of burns because you're making fun of someone that was first of all in a movie uh mm-hmm. <laughs> we probably made more money in that movie in 2004 than this guy's made in his whole life anyway why am i shitting this guy more than i have to <laughs> We're here um, to spread the love, Jared. And then after that, he referred to uh, Patton Oswalt as a uh, sawed-off little man, uh, which is true. He's small. <laughs> anyway, uh, in an interview Thursday, um, 
BD said, uh, anyway, so uh, Pan saw this and he looked at, he, I assume he like went to the guy's profile and scrolled through it and saw that BD had a GoFundMe uh, because he's so sick and for all of his medical expenses. And so um, at the time... Can, can I stop you there really quick? Mm-hmm. Because I think some of our listeners around the world might not That's understand what GoFundMe is. <laughs> so, or what a GoFundMe so, for a medical expense is. It, exactly. So in the United States, so many people have such horrible health insurance um, or, or lack thereof. Well, well, can you not have health insurance? Yeah. I thought during no, you, under the, you, you can go without it. Well, right? I think there was a time during the Obama administration where there was an alternative for someone that didn't have health insurance. I don't know if that still is a thing. Yeah, me either. I but have health anyways. insurance, so I, I mean it's right. a privilege, but I, so I don't, I don't really, I'm not right. sure. Also, also, I know this is supposed to be positive, but it it is a shame that in the United States we do not view healthcare as a right, not a privilege. And it's interesting too. Um, you know, we're talking about this liberal Patton Oswalt getting into a, a argument with Twitter war. Yeah, Twitter <laughs> war. Yeah, argument. That's putting it way too nicely. A Twitter war with a uh, conservative that hates Patton Oswalt's politics. And yet, mm-hmm. this this guy is this exact same person that hates his politics is like um, has I, a GoFundMe page for his medical expenses, which is probably caused by a lot of the conservative people in our government. I, exactly, <laughs> I think uh-huh. that's a. I mean, that's what stopped. That's what was the last government shutdown was about. Is that they refused to um, to budge on hel- on uh, on um, affordable health Obamacare act. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, but that is exactly a, that isn't. So what? Uh, anyway, so what um, Oswald did is he uh, donated two thousand dollars to the GoFundMe and then t- retweeted it, telling all of his followers to help this dude out. So at the time, but w- when Oswald donated the two thousand dollars, the um, GoFundMe was only at a, a little over six hundred bucks. And then after Pan Os- Pan Oswald shouted about Nuvete Anglitsky and sorry, spread a little love. What That's what I meant to hit. <laughs> <laughs> My, I need to really get better at I didn't, this. I didn't know that Pat Oswald spoke Czech. Nice. Parada. <laughs> so um, he um, spread a little love uh, and and told uh, all of his followers, you know, to uh, donate to this guy. And he says, uh, I, he, he tweeted, oh, man, this dude just attacked me on Twitter. And I joked uh, back, but then I looked uh, looked at his timeline and he is in a lot of trouble health-wise. I'd be pissed off, too. He's been dealt some shitty cards. Uh, let's deal him some good ones. Click and donate just like uh, I'm about to do. So, you know, he definitely spread a little love. And um, I think, you know, I'm, I'm conflicted because I think we both need um, more of this in the world. But I, I also kind of um, sometimes when I see like this quote unquote, like when they do these humanizing situations, then they do the thing where it's like, see, it's we're just all the same people. And it's just we believe different things. We have to accept people's different beliefs. And I don't believe that for a second. Okay. So, so, like, so what do you believe? I, I mean, I believe there are people that have legitimately shitty views that need to recognize or just have to live with their shitty views. And, right. um, and so, like, I, and so this guy claims that, you know, it made him rethink about stuff. And who knows if that's true or not. Um, but it's just like. Right. That's a good point. I think it's. And, but I think. What Pan Oswald did in this, which was a beautiful thing that he did for this guy, was a sick kind of low-key burn that he did. Oh, for sure. Because I think one, sure. it shows how much of it shows. It shows you know it's a great be the bigger person moment, right. especially when you weird flex, but okay. Especially when you put your own money up to it. Sorry, I just dropped something. Anyway, right. and then also, um, 
it is a subtle way of highlighting um, the problem with healthcare and the fact that this mm-hmm. the irony that this hardcore Republican is, uh, you know, shitting on these uh, liberal democratic views of trying to get everyone healthcare. Yet he is re- relying on GoFundMe because his healthcare is not good enough to pay for his serious medical uh, right. conditions. Right, that theoretically could be taken care of. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is it is it cool if I add my two cents? I'm done. That's all I got. All right. Well, I I, I agree with you that um, I think a lot of people do need to realize either they need to rethink their views or they just have, as, as you put it, shitty views. Um, <laughs> but I, I do like that, you know, I grew up in a family where, I mean, you know my parents. They're both pretty positive, pretty optimistic. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, you know, I remember being told as a little kid, kill them with kindness. You know, it's yeah. better to be the bigger person. Um, obviously, there's like anything in life, there's always kind of a limit to that. Um, and, and, you know, sometimes you, you can't always be the bigger person if someone, you know, does something really horrible. There's no reconciling it. Right. But something like this, I think, is, you know, I think it was a, a, a great gesture. Right. And I mean, he's I mean, this Michael Beatty guy is not probably an inherently shitty person to the point that he's like actively just ruining society in, other, in any other way than voting for Trump. <laughs> Right, <laughs> and exactly. voting for other Republicans that ruins society. Right. But I, I, exactly. I understand the kill him with kindness thing, but I just feel like it's hard for that to work when, when like not everyone uh, uh, subscribes to that, um, to that right. lifestyle. And it's not always feasible, right? Mm-hmm. And um, and so it's so you know I think it is a good. I, I want to make it clear I think it is a good thing, but I just I don't know. You know I'm just I, I'm so pessimistic about society, right? Well, Jared, I have one. I have a, a shout out today, um, and it goes out to, um, uh, I, I think you heard about this, superintendent of an Indiana school. Her name is Casey Smitherman, and she is the superintendent of Elwood Community School, and uh, she was recently charged with insurance, fr- this sounds pretty bad, insurance fraud, identity deception, insurance application fr- uh, fraud, and official shout misconduct. Out. But... <laughs> What she did, things in life are not always as they seem. Right. Um, and she got arrested for using her own health insurance to help a sick student. Right. So she put herself out there, put herself at risk to all of these charges mm-hmm. to help out a student. To me, as a as a you know as a fellow person who works in education, you know sometimes. You know, obviously, my students are a little too old to be considered my children. Right. Right. Um, but I can see how, you know, a lot of teachers will call their students, you know, like their their second family or their babies, you yeah. know, and teachers really, a lot of them care and will go above and beyond. And this is an example of uh, Mrs. Uh, Miss or Miss uh, Smitherman to go above and beyond to help her students. The nice thing is, it looks like she will still keep her job. That's what I was going to ask. How does the school which is, react Which to is it? great. And she was bailed out on a five hundred dollar cash bond. Uh, okay, so, that's not bad. So they so 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 even though they theoretically had to arrest her, it seemed like also the uh, like the authorities went pretty easy on her, at least in that part of it. 
Right. Well, right here, it says the Elwood Community School said in a statement Thursday that Smitherman made an unfortunate mistake, Mm -hmm. but she still continues to have their support. We understand that it was out of concern for this child's welfare. Right. We know she understands what she did was wrong. And you can't imagine. She continues to have our support. And you can't can't imagine, like, um, you know, parents would have a problem with that either. Right. It's just too bad, though, that it has to come to the point where someone like a superintendent has to step in to care for one of the students that they don't have the support they need at home oh, yeah, for sure. with their parents or their relatives or anything. But shout out to you, mm-hmm. um, Mrs. or uh, Miss uh, Casey Smitherman. Uh, and we hope we hope that everything will be, um, you know, smoothed over over time with all these different charges and everything. Yeah. Because I think in her heart, she was just trying to lend a helping hand. Oh, for sure. For sure. Uh, uh, yeah, you see that all the time on various levels from... Teachers buying school supplies to teachers bringing in lunch or something like that. Like you see it on so many levels of, where in job in theory, you know, as someone that works in the corporate world, it you know people bring in donuts or something like that. But actually, like right. say like paying for your own supplies or like say your you know your work laptop breaks and you're paying to fix your own work computer or something like that, that would never happen. <laughs> right. And oh, it, definitely it's just like not. it shows such such a different level of dedication to the job that i think a lot of people would that have those um you know cushy cubicle jobs don't even think about right oh no no not one bit yeah it's like they i think yeah a lot of those cubicle people just show up and go home and that's it right yeah makes a big difference yeah and i think those are also people i'm one of those people by the way just to clarify (laughs) (laughs) well not 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 to shit on you jared but well but it depends on your job you know for you you can do that I think um, if you work in education, it's difficult oh, for to sure. do that. Yeah, for sure. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I have another shout out. Before I do, I'm wondering, do you have any others? I do. I do. You I want to talk. I do. <laughs> <laughs> that was not an accident. <laughs> Perfectly timed. You betcha. Got another. Uh... <laughs> I need to move. I'm trying to figure out a way to put this. This soundboard is never in a good spot. Um. Anyway. Uh, so Germany, one of our favorite country, countries to talk about. Uh, well, let me start by saying this: Europe in general is, and and uh, some Asian countries like China, uh, and uh, are making huge uh, goals and leaps to improve um, improve pollution. And so Germany, a lot of their electricity for a long time has been, um, uh, I think it says a percent in there somewhere. Uh, well, they're reducing it to anyway. So a lot of um, Germany's electricity is sourced by coal, and mm-hmm. it's uh, there are eighty four coal powered uh, power plants, coal fired power plants. That's how you say it uh, mm-hmm. in Germany that they plan on shutting down in the next nineteen years, and that's a huge step. And they want to use uh, you know cleaner forms of energy that uh, re- that reduce CO two emissions. I honestly didn't even know coal was still used to that extent. Yeah, uh, me either. In the world, me either. Because is coal used for electricity like it like that in America? I, I don't even know. Mm-hmm. I, oh, it is. I think so. Okay. I mean, I know. I know at Michigan State they have a they have their own <clears throat> power plant, and you can see tons of coal. Interesting. I have seen. So, the, yeah. I feel like I remember seeing the power plant. Yeah, we've definitely driven by it before. Okay. Um, yeah. So um, it's uh, according to. Uh, Ronald Ronald Pofala, chairman of uh, the 28-member government commission, at a, a news conference in Berlin, he said this is a historic moment. 
It was uh, anything but a sure thing, but we did it. So they're essentially saying like, it's this is not an easy thing to do, especially like 19 years. Yeah, and in, in like human years, it seems like a good amount of time. But like when you're powering it like an entire country off of this, and you're it, it takes some time to uh, to wean yourself off of that while you're building up infrastructure oh, that can handle what the coal is doing. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, but it's great. Yeah, and there, there are it's a there good are, step in the future. There are a lot of aggressive plans for that stuff all over the world, and I think that that's that's cool. And uh, we, you would hope that other countries, <coughs> other countries would <laughs> take note, but you know, doesn't you right. know, doesn't seem to be sticking. Yeah, maybe we'll see. I think things will change. All right. Well, I have one last shout out, and this is an amazing story. This is a story about a uh, uh, black gentleman named Altavius Powell. Who That's used a great his name. Ki- it is, isn't it? <laughs> Altavius is a pretty sweet name. <laughs> That's powerful. So Altavius Powell uh, apparently has a broken arm. The 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 way this st- I just have to read this the, the way the story starts. Um, where where was it? Um, a man with a broken arm proved not all heroes wear capes. Sometimes they wear casts. <laughs> so Altavius Powell has the a broken author, arm. The writer was real proud of that line. Oh, I'm sure they were. I'm sure they were. But he used his cast to smash through a window in his elderly neighbor's house to save her from a fire in Miami Gardens, Florida. Whoa. So, yeah. So he ran towards the home of his neighbor. Um, and his neighbor is a 93-year-old woman named uh, Maria Cabral. And he smelled smoke. He started hitting a window with his cast and a plastic chair until the window broke and he was able to get in. Powell said he found Cabral in the hallway by her bathroom. She was alone. I grabbed her with one arm, Powell said. She looked back at me and just said, thank you. Um, And then the fire rescue um, said when the firefighters arrived at the scene, they found smoke coming from uh, the one-story home, but no visible flames. Once the crews were inside, they determined Powell had put out the main body of fire. So not only did this guy get in there, save this woman, but also fought the fire himself. What? Um, Yeah. And so so Cabral, uh, the woman he saved... His neighbor was taken to the hospital and treated for smoke inhalation. Um, How do you put out he, a fire like that? Or like it, do, the it, does, it doesn't say. It doesn't say. I feel like I, you need to be de- trained. I wouldn't even know where to begin. <laughs> well, it depends what the fire is. I guess. I mean, if it's, you know, I guess if we could see like, it clearly, but I feel like that takes right. training. That I, oh, maybe, maybe there's like a, unless there was like a fire extinguisher handy or something. Right. Yeah. Could be. Um, but I mean, there's like a picture of the house and it definitely looks like. You know, you the walls are all black right. from all the smoke and everything. So, have, have, but you know what? You know what, though, man. I gotta say, this story is a one. It's a great story. So, shout out to you, Altavius Powell, mm-hmm. for helping out a neighbor. But this story, I know we're trying to spread the love here, but this story could have had a lot of negative consequences. You know, if you if you think about um, somebody breaking the window of a house, people. If you see that on face value, you're probably going to think they might be trying to rob them. Right. right. Especially a and black so guy in America. Exa- exactly. And so I'm really glad that this story has a happy ending and but not a man was trying to save <laughs> his neighbor and got sh- gunned down by the police. And, you know? then, and then neighbor burned to death in the house or something like that. Exactly. Um, exactly. Ha- have you ever broken a bone before? I have not. Well, my collarbone, but that okay. healed itself. Right. Have I, you? I, I, I broke my wrist and um, when I was in sixth grade. Um, and I definitely... Uh, not considered, 
but wondered what it would like, like when it like wished I could break something, like with the cast. <laughs> like, like as soon as he said he broke the like that window, I was like, oh yeah, I've I, I've definitely walked past cars and been right. like, I could just crack the crash the shit. Yeah, with the cast, just <laughs> yeah. boom. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> kind of like from Too Fast, Too Furious, where Tyrese <laughs> takes off his shirt. And uh, wraps it around his uh, his, yep. his fist and punches the Ferrari window, and yep. then Paul Walker just opens the door and says, "You could put your blouse back on." I love that <laughs> line. That's great. <laughs> I've been I've been getting into actually. I finished it uh, watching the second season of The Punisher on Netflix. Oh yeah, I heard that's a good. And show. there's a part. It's great. And there's a part where he wraps a belt around his hand and his wrist. Um, to like yes. block and stuff. Oh, um, I like that. That's a good idea. Yeah. I need to keep that pretty, in mind. I'm pretty pretty sure it doesn't stuff, work right? in real life. But <laughs> Probably not. My target looks... belt would just be destroyed. <laughs> oh, mine would be done too, for sure. One slice, I'd be like, oh, okay, it's just falling off. You cut it off, it's fine. Exactly. <laughs> it did not work. Uh, I have one more story, and this is not, I guess it's kind of a shout out, but uh, it's more just, I relate heavy to the story. Like, real heavy. So this kid, his name is Patch Hurdy. <laughs> no, he was not born in the 1920s. <laughs> and no, he's not the owner of a bubblegum company. His name is Patch Hurdy, and he is a five-year-old, uh, or he was five, let's put it this way, he was five when he found his first car badge on the side of a road, and it was a Ford badge. When I was in Albion College, I was crossing the road to go back to Wesley, and on the ground, I saw a Ford badge. And I had that shit for the longest time. And I actually went to go find it. I don't know where it is. I lost it. <laughs> um, oh, bummer. I might, it might still be somewhere in here, but I, I don't know where to look right now. But uh, I found a Ford badge on the side of the road, too, just like Patch. <laughs> okay, I don't mean to laugh at this kid's name, but his name is Patch <laughs> Hurdy. Yeah? Um, uh, so he loves cars. He was pumped uh, to find this little uh, badge that he found. And then he started, he started liking badges. So he... Um, he was uh call, he was hitting up all the uh, as many distributors as he could find because um as they say in the article you can't just hang around waiting for a Bugatti bash to shake loose from a passing Chiron, right? Um, <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> so what do you do? You send a letter to every car company and see what happens, and that's what this little that's what this little whippersnapper did. Heshki Klok. He sent a um <laughs> a letter to uh, a bunch of car companies with a picture. Of him next to uh, like a car badge, so say it's a Volvo, he'll next to his face next to the front of a Volvo, and then mm-hmm. he also sent like a penny, which to me, <laughs> I guess people might think it's cute. I kind of find it insulting. <laughs> like if I were to <laughs> if I were to get that penny, I'd be like, you know, this cost way more than that. <laughs> right. Granted, I, you know, with economies to, uh, with economies of scale, it probably only costs like five cents for a badge anyway. To be honest with you, it's probably actually not that expensive now that I think about it because they have millions of these. Right. Um, right. So he probably sent, trillions of them. Uh, not trillions. No, they would millions? not have trillions. No, they no, probably right. have millions, right, we'll but they millions. would not have trillions. Okay. <laughs> Do you realize the jump from millions to trillions? That's you skip billions. <laughs> I know. And, anyways, and, anyways, <laughs> this is why I'm not a mathematician, Jerry. I don't even think they have billions of them. <laughs> and you skip that all together. <laughs> <laughs> that just seems like bad business uh, model at that point. It's like, I think we have too many badges. <laughs> Good thing I'm not a car company CEO, huh? <laughs> Stop making badges. <laughs> uh, sir, shouldn't we be um, making cars? No, all we need are badges. More car badges. <laughs> oh, my God. We have warehouses full of badges. No car to put them on. Um so he had, oh, I can't even see anymore. I'm laughing so hard. Um, 
So he got badges from companies like, oh my God, that's hilarious. He got badges from companies <laughs> like BMW. Uh, he got a drawing from Lincoln of the first uh, Lincoln Continental drawing, which is hilarious because it looks like, at first when I saw, I saw the picture before I actually read the article, and I was like, oh, look, Patch sent the uh, a <laughs> drawing a drawing of a car <laughs> in hopes for a badge. And I was like, oh, Lincoln sent you that? I was like, oh, geez, that's not that great. I feel like I've my f- cousin used to like to draw cars, and he could easily do that. Uh, but it's still nice, I guess. I don't know why I'm shitting on these companies. He got uh, and he <laughs> hit up uh, like it's not just like yeah, BMW is is you know it's a nice company, but it's a pretty generic company. He got a badge from Tesla, by the way. As someone that works with uh, electric cars and hybrids and stuff, Tesla is one of the hardest companies to get car parts from if you have a breakdown or get into an accident. So really? it's cool to see that they, I mean, a badge, I'm sure, you know, it's not as big of a deal as like a motor or something, but it's still cool to right. see, see that they did it too. Bugatti, which is obviously fancy, fancy. Honda right. and many more. And then Lincoln sent an original sketch, which looked like it was drawn by the head designer's uh, little son or, <laughs> um, or daughter. Um, and so, yeah, that's cool. He also hit up some brands that don't even sell, uh, in it, like Suzuki and stuff, which seems kind of insulting as well. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so I just think it's cool. I love that. I also have a Volkswagen badge on, on my office. My, my, uh, my boss gave it to me a couple of years Speaking ago. Speaking of which. Um, I, just, I just love to see uh, like someone with uh, that big of a hobby like that. That's always fun. Because right. I, I was that kid. I didn't it, send it out for badges, but I was It reminded me of you when kid. I saw that. Yeah, like you, there you could probably find pictures of me. There's a little picture of Patch here with all of his little cars that he's playing with. That was me for sure. Oh, I believe it. I could see that. Also, buddy. Speaking of which, um, when I see you in Michigan, mm-hmm. if you're willing and able, I'd like to have a stick shift lesson with you. Mm. I've driven them like four or five times in my life. Okay, but I'd like to gain a little bit more practice in case. I need to drive a stick shift in the near future. Okay, I'll, I'll then I'll then you definitely got me in, because like I tried to teach. I was because I was about to say the last time I um I uh tried to teach someone was my our friend Guardo, uh, Eric. Oh geez, and uh-huh. he just wanted to learn, and mm-hmm. it was painful. But like he wasn't like like I don't know if I'm not a good teacher or he wasn't listening. I think I'd be a better teacher <laughs> now though, because one I'm older. Okay. And uh, like I've just done it for so much longer that I can I feel like I understand it b- better to explain it, and right. I'm more patient. And uh, so yeah, I would do that. Sure, that would be fun. Did, did I did I ever tell you where the first time I ever drove a stick shift was? Where's that? It was in Montana, in this town that's in the foothills of a mountain. That's. I mean, it's a good place to learn, but it's also scary. I'm sure a lot of hills. And it was a Ford um, Ranger, oh, one yeah, of those yeah. smaller Ford trucks. Yep. And man, my I was Basic with my cousin, and my cousin didn't really tell me anything. He was just like, "All right, here's the clutch, here's the gas. <laughs> this is the the first gear you, you need, need to burn get out? it in. Here's neutral." Oh, I stalled that thing like crazy. I don't know <laughs> how I didn't ruin my uncle's clutch. But the thing was, is I didn't realize that, you know, when you drive a manual, I had no idea that when you when you hit the gas, you know, the car's a lot louder than an automatic car. Mm. Oh right, you know, I see what you're saying. You know what I mean when yeah, you're engaging you're the, saying. you know, you're disengaging the clutch and right. putting, hitting the gas, right? Mm-hmm. And so every time I do it, I'd hear the engine start to rev. Oh, and think and, you're and I'd, I'd pull back off the gas, right. and then it would stall. Mm-hmm. So it's like learning that balance between the, the clutch and the gas. The way I would teach is the first thing I would say is you have to real, you have to find 
understand that there's like an engagement point of where the mm-hmm. clutch will disengage. So there's a specific point that you can hit that's too far. And so but right. before you hit that point, you'll be letting off the clutch and the car will start to roll. Mm-hmm. And so first you find that point where it starts to roll and, and you find that point where it's rolling without hitting the gas and you're not stalling. And then right. after that, you learn to ease in the gas so you can easily switch between it. And then it's switching gears right. is like actually once you're moving, switching gears is the easiest part. Right. And I remember that because yeah. then uh, a few years later, my friend had a had a Honda Accord that was a manual. Hondas are great to learn on. Those are the best yeah. manuals. Yeah, it was. It seemed a lot smoother than that mm-hmm. Ford Ranger. Oh, for sure. I mean, um, the Ford Ranger is a, a shitty truck. <laughs> right. But yeah, uh, so, so that was basic, my experience so. with the... I'll teach you. Yeah, with, sure. Sweet. Well, buddy, one thing you should not be doing when you're driving a stick shift is uh, drinking a tasty beer. So I think it's time for us to move to our beer of the pod. And I found a special one today. Like like I've mentioned on previous episodes, my options are starting to get a little little thin here. Um, But I went to a different grocery store and I found this cool looking horse can beer. Um, and it's from Ostrava, which is in the very east. Uh, why do you call it? Oh, borders. I was gonna say, why do you call it a horse can? But I see there's a horse on it. You see the yeah, there's a horse. I thought on it was it. like weirdly big or something at first, but I see nope. it now. Yeah, nope, just a half liter as usual. And uh, this uh, company started in 1897, and it is 4.8 alcohol by volume. Okay. Now I wish I wish I could tell you what this says. I mean, I can kind of take a guess. So here it's like how. Basically, like, what's the tradition of this beer? Like, mm. how they make it. Oh, right. right. You can kind so of see from one, the pic- pictures. Exactly. Step one, they have the the hops and, I believe, the malt as well. Step two <laughs> um, is when they, I think, have the yeast in there. And that's how you do step it, everyone. F- step three, I'm not really sure. I think it's, like, filtered. And then it says right there, Nastravi. Do you remember what that means, Jared? Cheers. There you go. And that's how you make beer, everyone. Exactly. That's the that's that easy. easy. Nice and easy. <laughs> so we'll give this a try. This is a, a as usual a Czech style ale. Mm-hmm. Already. Oh, let me pour it out here so you can see it as well, Jared. Please. Has a nice color to it. Yeah. I already. I already like the color. Has a nice golden, golden hue. Can you still hear me? Even though yeah, the beer is black. No, you're good. Okay. I'll, I'll give you a break when you're pouring. <laughs> and, and I have to say, has a has a good good head on there. Yeah, well, that was a great pour. That was, was a perfect a, pour. You need to was take a, a good picture of Oh, that's true. Better better take a quick one before the yeah before the foam goes down. Good good call. So Chad is currently taking a selfie of him. If you want to see him taking the selfie or watch us record this podcast, go to our YouTube channel, Untranslatable Podcast on YouTube, uh, and you can see us in video. Actually, our moving figures. That's right. We are real people. Yeah, it or Chad not. likes to say we're not simulations. Exactly. Unless you took so, the red pill, then you know that we actually are simulations. Then we can't fool you. Or is it blue pill? Which one true. is? I don't. Re- I don't remember. Okay. Yeah, I don't it's remember which one takes you back to ignorance and and fake life. I think probably the red blue. one, but okay. I'm not sure. There's also a really interesting documentary on Netflix called The Red Pill, and it's about the I've heard the of men's the name. suffrage movement. <laughs> What's that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, it's oh, it's talking about men's rights activists. Yes. Yeah, I've heard Red mm-hmm. Pill explained uh, for. Yeah. Okay. Did you watch yeah. it? I've seen it. Yeah, yeah. What'd you think? Yeah, it was it was interesting. Um, I mean, they they brought up some points, but I, I was just, it was it um, 
produced by supporters. Well, here's here's the of thing. Of the rights was, activists? No, no. So here's the crazy thing about it is the and I'll get into the beer review in just a second. Um, <laughs> but the the thing about the uh, the Red Pill documentary, it was actually filmed by a woman who um, is a feminist, mm-hmm. and she wanted to see what it was all about. Hmm. Um, and so she had a lot of interviews with men's rights activists, and and I mean they they argue about a lot of things that that are true. You know, men have a much higher rate of suicide. Um, you know, men in much larger numbers die in war. Oh, and work. Oh, yeah, in work and in general. work as well. Yeah. Work as well. Men also are uh, more likely to receive harsher sentences for crimes. Mm-hmm. Um, which I mean, a lot of a lot of these things are true, but I think a lot of them are so culturally ingrained. Like to me, like I don't mean for this to sound sexist, but. I, I feel uncomfortable with the idea of having if if you know we were sent off to war right and we would force women to also be on the front I mean I think there are if you're captured you know there's a lot worse things I think that could happen to women than men and I I think a big factor that I that um is that at least that I I would be interested to hear their opinion on not that I care <laughs> but i'd just be interested <laughs> to hear what they have to say is that one of the biggest risks to uh women is men but it seems right. like one of the biggest risks to men is either it's other men, men or themselves <laughs> right <laughs> right right so yeah. i feel like that's a big difference oh absolutely absolutely anyways we can we can talk about it might be interesting to do an episode on um, you know, feminism around the world. Yeah, and let's get a woman in for that episode. And, uh, we're not. Well, the, obviously, you and I are obviously. not doing that by ourselves. <laughs> no, 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 no. We we wouldn't be the right people to do it. Anyways, though, it's time for my beer review, and I have to tell you, man, this beer reminds me a lot of the previous beer, the Conrad beer I did, mm-hmm. and I think it's just the nature of the beast. Both of these are uh, these Czech style ales, um, Svetli Lejak, as it says here. Was that Svietli Czech style ale? Uh, Lejak is, uh, I'm pretty sure that's like the Czech style ale. What we would call in the States a Pilsner. Right. That's what we would right. call it. Don't, but don't be using that around the Czech I'm gl- Republic. I, you actually have, you've, you've fooled me though, because you've, I used to get on to you for being so afraid to use Pilsner, but you've now, I've now fully adopted Czech style ale as the term. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> I have to say though, man, this is good. I like it. It's really smooth. I would say that the Conrad was smooth, but it had a little bit more hops to it. Mm. This one, there's not quite as much of a hops taste. You prefer the less less amount of hops? Mm. Let me put it this way. I think I would drink this one by itself, mm-hmm. and I would prefer a more hoppy one if I'm having some food. Okay. I got you. I don't know why, but that's just... hey. Where I'm at with it. It is what it is. <laughs> That's right. But okay. it's pretty good. Um, I'm going to attempt to pronounce this. Jeden Atska Ostrovar is the beer today. Okay. And uh, pretty good. Uh, you can find it. If you're in the Czech Republic, you can find it at your local Tesco. Um, <laughs> otherwise, kinda, good I, luck. I kind of feel sad for these uh, Europeans that are so limiting. Or, like They're so limited on their beer variety. I wonder how yeah. these these sort of German or or Czech beer purists would feel about a trip to um, 
you know, like, like all these micro brews, micro brews we have. Uh, Dark Horse. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's a cherry, cherry wheat ale from Dark Horse. They'd be like, "What? Wheat? You can't put cherries in wheat ale. You, right. you ruined it." It's like, "Oh, but this right, is good." Right. <laughs> that's that's true. Well, but see, the funny thing is, I know in Germany, craft brewing is actually starting to gain some steam. I think people are starting to realize that. Although beer is really good with the four ingredients from the purity law, the mm. 1516 Reinheitsgebot, as they call it. Yeah, it's very limiting. And um, and you can still have good beer with those ingredients, but sometimes it's nice to you know, broaden your horizons, drop some cherries in that wheat beer. Why not? <laughs> Why not? But it's pretty good. That That's darn tootin'. <laughs> uh, anyway... Uh, that's good. I like it. I, I'm glad. I, I, I'm, I'm interested to see where the beer, the pot reviews is gonna is gonna go from your side because I, I understand the struggle for you. So As I, I mentioned I for me all the time, it's very easy for me to find these right. stuff still. You just need to send me a box of beer from Philly. There you go. <laughs> or bring it, bring it really with your <laughs> um, Right. But um, well, I, I do have a crazy idea. And I wanted to float this by you, and Jeez. we might as well do it, uh, do it on air. <laughs> um, I was thinking, once I run out of beers, which who knows when that will be, Okay. Um, I was thinking I could either do a Rodler review, because there's mm-hmm. lots of different types of Rodlers, okay. or they also have a lot of different types of alcohol-free beer here. Oh, okay. But I think the Rodler would be better. Um, we, we had, we were talking with someone about, uh, alcohol-free beer a while ago, and, uh, I, I always heard that, like, you know, I always, I always heard that Heineken alcohol-free beer is better than a lot of beer beers. Really? Interesting. Yeah, granted, I heard it from a, like, a sober alcoholic, so maybe they're just, <laughs> they'll take anything. <laughs> right. <laughs> to get yeah, it could be. But, uh, yeah, so he was saying that, he's like, yeah, it's like, I, I never thought to drink a, um alcohol-free Heineken until I was sober, but I was surprised that I actually really enjoyed it. And uh, <laughs> I, every, I, like, it's hard for me to, I don't want to say waste my money <laughs> on alcohol-free beer, but it's hard for me to like go to a store and buy alcohol-free beer, but I'm curious to see if that's actually true. So keep, so if you will do it, let's... let's uh, yeah, we can keep that in mind. Actually, in dude, mind. it's funny. I drink these a lot. Oh, right. I forgot for about lunch. those. lunch. I will usually have one of these for lunch because they're alcohol free. It's a, it's a, it's a Rodler, so it's half lemonade, half beer, mm-hmm. um, and it's half alcoholic free beer, um, and it's really good, <laughs> uh, really good for lunch. I'm not don't have the the same effects as if it was a, an actual alcoholic beer. So, right. there are, you go. are there coworkers at your work? Is it is it normal to drink beer with lunch? I don't think people or would accept bat it an socially accepted. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I don't think people would really bat an eye. Um, if you had a beer for lunch, um, I don't think so. I mean, You're I've heard that in Germany they do that too. <laughs> right, right. Well, I don't really like to drink. Honestly, man, I think I drink more beer doing this beer of the pod now than anything else. Like, usually at my apartment, I won't drink because the beer here is so good on tap and it's so affordable. Right. You know, I can get, I pay two or three crowns more for a beer on tap than I might pay at the grocery store for a, for a can or a bottle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. So at that point, it's like, give me that freshness. Give me right. that tasty, fresh-tapped Czech uh, <laughs> Lejac. Exactly. Uh, well, buddy. that calf out of that Shit. hyper. Shit. Uh, I meant to change. 
the born me. That's what I meant to hit. <laughs> I, I'm going to change so, it right now because I, 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 I can't. There you go. Go for it. While you do that, I would like to... Well, first of all, do you know what time it is? Uh, yeah, let me do that first. <laughs> I, I do know what time it is. It's the untrans- so I have... Relatable owl it, time. It's the un- That's right. You better <laughs> believe it. So I have um, a couple untranslatables. I'm going to start you off with a Spanish one, though, today, Jared. Okay. I figured time to, time to change it up. Yeah. And this one is Puente. And Puente means uh, bridge. Okay. Bridge. But they use it in a different meaning as well, in Spain. Could you give me, because uh, just on its own, uh, could you give me some sort of it's context tough. on yeah, that? Yeah. So um, I could say, for example, um, um, I'm trying to think Does of an have example. anything to do with building a bridge or say like... No, no. It has to do extending with... Extending an olive um, branch or... No, no. It, it, <laughs> it has to do with... Um, holidays and vacation. Oh, is it like a kind of like a gap year or something like that, or like um, a no, bridge? No, it has to do with time, though. Is it like you, the, when you get you're back, on the right track? Oh, it has to do with time. So it's not like when you get back from a trip, and it's like the time between you getting back from a trip and going to back to work. Well, it could be if say say you have work on. Say you have work on uh, Tuesday because you have a holiday, mm-hmm. um, and then you will, um, or sorry, say say Tuesday is a holiday, but you still have to come to work on Monday. Oh, is that the bridge? That's the bridge when you oh. take that day off. Oh, is so it, it taking the day off? Extra time. Yeah. So, like for example, when Thursday is a holiday, right? When Thursday is a holiday, and you take off Friday to bridge the holiday for the whole weekend. Yes. Yes. Or if Monday you have to be at work, but Tuesday there's a national holiday, you just say, "Fuck it, I'm taking that Monday off." That's the bridge, the puente. Yeah. I yeah. I know exactly what you mean. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. That's great. By the way, those days to me always seem to be the longest. Those days where, um, like, say you you know you you have Thursday and Friday off. Uh, yeah, for, for example, if it's Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. and you know you have Thursday and Friday off, that Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday seems to go by so much. Like it seems to go by mm-hmm. like a normal week, because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just it's like true. you know you're gonna be free so soon, and it's uh, yeah, and and it's like the work never seems to be as good in those three days, or <laughs> right, because it just drags. You're just waiting, yeah. and some people are already gone to too, right. They're taking that bridge, man. You exactly. got to take advantage exactly. of it. Exactly, exactly. I do that sometimes um, when I like when I do if I, if I'm doing say a trip and it um, like we have a lot of holidays here uh, in the U.S. where we get a Monday off, mm-hmm. uh, like Labor Day, Memorial Day, and so what I'll do is I'll I'll make it an extra long weekend and, t- and like say leave take Friday, Friday morning. Yeah, and then yeah, use that Friday it. as my bridge. Exactly. Yeah, when I saw this one, I thought this was great since we're talking about vacations and travel later. Yeah, so. that is good. I like that one. Uh, mine are not as 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 fitting, but I like them nonetheless. Uh, my first one. Always Bul- pick good ones. My first one's Bulgarian. I promised this one to uh, to you guys uh, mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. our last episode was so long. Azne iskam azdasum dobre. That word, yeah, you. Oh yeah, I got that one. <laughs> yep, good. Uh-huh. Anna, Anna, even I recognized it. By the way, I was kind of impressed uh-huh. by saw there. Uh, uh, excuse me, I'll start over. Azne iskam azda sum dobre ana vute da mu esle, and that means I don't want to feel good, which is dobre. I want my neighbor to feel bad. 
Oh, is this kind of like Schadenfreude? Uh, like the joy of someone else's pain? Yeah, kind of. All right, but it's essentially saying you 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 rather see your neighbor be worse off than you mm-hmm. than you doing well essentially yeah 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 yeah. i got yeah, it yeah. <laughs> yeah that makes sense so it's 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 pretty shitty uh, like it's a pretty right. shitty attitude to have on life but yeah. um uh, that's kind of that's schadenfreude basically according to the joy uh, in other people's pain continue where, sorry where i got no you're good where i got this from uh, um the writer said a bulgarian writer once told me if no one hates you in Bulgaria, you are no one. You are a zero. Your neighbors have an expensive car, earned more money, and fucks good-looking women. He surely deserves Ryan Fish to be thrown in his garden for having a better <laughs> lifestyle than you. Well, well then. Somebody must really have gotten feel. wrong or something. Exactly. Oh, that's great. That's great. Well, Jared, I figured I'd go out on a limb today, and I got two check ones for you. Ooh. So here Ba-da-da. we go. And you know what? I'm gonna first. I'll stick with our theme of weekends mm-hmm. um, from the last one from our puente for bridge, and this is nyayaki ten patek, and patek means Friday, and it just means like some Friday. Yeah, some Friday. What do you think that means? You ain't got shit to do. You ain't got no job. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Friday. It means some Friday. Some Friday. Mm-hmm. So is that like um almost like TJIF for Czech people? Mm-hmm. Nope. Okay. Nope. And I don't know why why they use this, but well, do you have any other guesses before I reveal it? By the way, uh, no, but I'll say this: TJIF for all of our non-American listeners is uh, how we sometimes no one says it anymore. But it's thank God it's Friday, or if you're a good Christian, uh, God-fearing thank person, gosh. thank goodness. Oh, I would say oh, goodness, thank goodness. I guess you could oh, do good you go. gosh too. Okay, nice. So, so um, some Friday, this is when you, you use this phrase for something that's been going on for a while. Like, like oh, yeah, mm. I'll get you those reports. Yeah, okay, oh. some Friday you will. <laughs> but oh. I think it can also mean you, you also, like, know the ins and outs of something, right? So, so I could, like, you know me really well, Jared. Mm-hmm. If I said, I said, oh, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll post that Instagram post tomorrow morning, no problem. Yeah. You go, yeah, some Friday. Go ahead. Like, yeah, yeah, you'll I, post I, that I, some Friday. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah, I, I got you. I got you. Nyayaki ten patek. Uh, we, I can't think of what it is, but we do have something very similar to that in English, uh, where it's essentially saying, like, it, like sometime in the made-up future, essentially. Right. Once uh, in a blue moon? No, yeah, that's not, that's not really different. the same thing. That means yeah, you do something different. every now and again. Not really. It's like right. like you say you're going to do it, and mm-hmm. then it's like, yeah, but when are you going to do it? That's a little different. Uh, my next right. one is Arabic, and it's Alien Ma Tela Yan Al Hajib. And it literally means uh, the eye doesn't rise over the eyebrow. The, the eye doesn't rise over the eyebrow. Right. Um, the eye, hmm. and I'll give you a little bit of a clue. The eye does not rise over the eyebrow. The eye is in, it, it has a specific place that it, it's impossible for that eye to move from. So it's just like you're, you're stuck with your, basically. I fucked you up. I fucked you up. <laughs> you did? Okay. A little bit, yeah. I mean. I was, well, I was just going to say there's only like so much you can do, like so much you can control. Kind of. I'll give it to you. All right. It, I mean, it's. I think it's a little bit more like more to the point of know your place. 
Ah, okay. So, so gotcha. you're on the right yeah, track. Yeah, the eye doesn't, eye doesn't belong above the eyebrow. Right. No, but your I think place. It's, that makes I think sense. It's a, I think it's a more direct, like, easy there, fella. Like, right. The, the eye, eye doesn't, doesn't go above the, the eyebrow. eyebrow. Relax. Right. <laughs> right. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, here, this one, this one is also kind of fitting. So this one is um, um, Dutch, Dutch cake chasu yako husa klasu. Wow. Which sounds nice. And it means Good bide job. your time like a goose that waits for corn. <laughs> <laughs> it means you're like bad at time management? Not quite. This is something that my dad definitely would have told me when I was a little kid. It's like don't like don't like I like idle hands, like don't be sit idly. Nope. Okay. Here here I, I would think being idle would be a good thing based on this. Oh, Wait, is it saying like calm down, you know, relax? Bide, yeah, kind of. It means it basically means like d- exactly. Don't be so impatient. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, uh-huh. I could imagine you yeah. being an p- impatient kid, especially oh, since yeah. you were like, you're not fully an only child, but you kind of grew up as an only child because your right. siblings are so much older than you. Exactly. I could definitely imagine you uh, like uh, you being a <laughs> mom. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, well, do you have any more untranslatables today? One more. Buddy? One more, and this one is Norwegian. Uh, and it's ovare pling i bolon. And it means uh, to be a ping in the bowl. A ping in the bowl. Is it like a ping like a chip or like what? No, like a ping. So say it's like, like a, a metal ping. bowl. And you, yeah, and you drop a piece of uh-huh. a rock in there. Oh, God. I, I don't even know where to begin. To be a ping in the bowl. So, is um, that to be an outsider or to be like someone no, 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 like no, no, you no. catch someone's attention? Think of it first. I'll give you, I'll let you know that it's an insult. So, think of it as an insult. Okay. Think so, about, it's like being obnoxious. No, 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 no. Think about no. the bowl representing your head. So, is it like you, so is it like you got dropped on your head as a baby? No, no, no. It means, it just means you're stupid. So it's like oh, there's no brain okay. in there, and so if you were to drop something oh, in there, it would yeah, just be a hollow sound. Now. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. There was a ping in my bowl to try to figure that one out. <laughs> exactly. I would say. <laughs> okay, that's good. Uh, I like that one. Nice. Yeah. Well, Jared, I think it's time we get into the meat and potatoes of yes. our of our episode today. Mm-hmm. And I want to just come out and ask you, where are some places you want to travel to? Not necessarily in the near future, but just what are, like, if you have, do you have, like, a bucket list of places yeah, we'll start, you want we'll to? Yeah, we'll start with the bucket list. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone in my family has gone to, um, has gone to South America, whether, whether uh, I think, both Brazil and Argentina. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom has gone mostly for work, so she hasn't really enjoyed it, but she still said it's a beautiful country. And uh, my dad's been for work, but it seemed like he partied the whole time. Uh, nice. <laughs> like it's so like funny it's so that. funny um, my parents used to work at the same company when we lived in Germany for a bit and it's so funny hearing my mom's business trip where it's like her driver took her to and from the hotel and office and my uh-huh. dad's like went to parties and like he's like <laughs> saw live music <laughs> that's awesome I feel like you would probably be more like your dad right I would hope to be I would hope to be uh, my, uh, but anyway, so I would love to go to um, Brazil or Argentina. I think that's a culture uh, that I've never experienced anything similar to that before. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I grew up in, mostly in Michigan, so we don't even – like, there's no sort of – not no sort of. That's the wrong thing to say. There's not a big sort of 
Latin American culture of whether, you know, forget Brazil and Argentina specifically. There's right. not a big Latin American culture in Michigan. Um, mm-hmm. And so I'm, I just haven't spent a lot of time in that in that culture. And I, I think that would be cool. And and. You know, Brazil is known for their music. They're known for their Brazil for their, for their food. I I love meat. <laughs> they eat a lot of meat. Mm-hmm. Um, from what I've heard, um, the women there are beautiful. I like women, so that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of positives about Brazil for you. Yeah, the music's great. Also, amazing soccer there. Yes, yes, as well. Yes, I love soccer. Um, and so Brazil. Uh, is on is on the top of my list. Argentina too. I, for some reason, I feel like I prefer Brazil. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. But um, a lot of our uh, Brazilian listeners will be happy to hear that because <laughs> Brazil and Argentina have some serious beef. Oh, I know. I because once again, I'm a huge soccer fan. It, it's exactly a, an aggressive beef. <laughs> I think you 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 probably remember we used to play FIFA at my apartment with my friend Krishna. Krishna yes, and Krishna is Brazilian, right? And yes. I would always pick Argentina, and he would get so <laughs> mad if I would beat him. He usually beat me though, but um, uh. but it was just so funny. Like I could get him so riled up just by choosing Argentina, <laughs> just uh, through a video game. Just imagine if that was real life, right? Yeah, um, no kidding. So yeah, that is um, definitely a bucket list that I've had for a while, even before I was mm-hmm. in a place where I could even consider buying flights on my own. Like when I heard my parents or my sister when she went when I was in high school, I was like, oh, that sounds so cool. Um, so that would be cool. Another place I like to go to after that North Carolina trip, I really enjoyed hiking. Like, or, Excuse me, not mm-hmm. hiking. I mean, I enjoyed hiking too. Um, but the camping part is what I enjoyed. I mean, I, I enjoyed both of it, the hiking and camping. I would like to do that... Um, on a, a take take bigger on a, on a bigger scale. So not just mm-hmm. you know it was a great day hike that we did um, in North Carolina. It was not even a half day hike that we did in North Carolina, and a lot of smaller ones which were great. I loved it. It was a great trip. But I would like to do a bigger trip like that where and maybe in um, you know I'm not going to claim that I'm ready to do it in like Tanzania along Kilimanjaro or anything like that. Or like <laughs> yeah, I love to go to Nepal and hit up. T- you know, or hit, you know, go to Tibet and hit up uh, the mountains over there and tr- and camp. And I'm not. That's crazy. That's crazy. I'm not prepared for that. But I would. I right. think it would be cool to go to like Switzerland or Austria or something. Oh yeah. And, uh, and I'm also great. a big mountain biking fan. And this is something I've done before. I've done the mountain biking. But I would love to go and make it. Uh, like the, I, I always say this, but there's a difference, at least to me, uh, in going with my family as a kid and then experiencing mm-hmm. it more as an adult. And, sure, and really, of course. really being able to, even though like that was all biking and I loved it, it, it is nice to be able to sort of curate your trip a little bit better, who you're with, what you do, and and, and have more free, you know, free time and at night to actually do stuff. Without so that would doubt. be cool. I w- I would love to do a camping. And I say, you know, I have a plan to go to Europe, and we'll talk about that. But I think the actual camping part of it is more of a farther down the road dream because it takes a little bit more preparation. Oh, absolutely. And I'd probably want to do it with friends and not by myself. Right. Oh, yeah, that that would be really, really bad. So those are just a Uh, couple. um, I actually have more, but those are a couple that just uh, of those bucket list places that I've had on my my list. What about you? What are some bucket list places? Those are some great places. Um, So for me, number one, hands down number one, is uh, Santiago, Chile. Because okay. as you may have remembered, one of my best friends mm-hmm. from high school grew up in Santiago, Chile, and he's living there still. Um, so shout out to my buddy Robert. Um, he's actually the one who taught me how to do the R. 
Right. So, uh, yeah. So I'm very familiar. Big, big deal. Big deal. Um, played Much tennis like your with them all throughout high familiar. school. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, so Chile would be great. Um, and you know, you have everything there. You have the mountains. You have the sea. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget the name of this place, but they also have. Uh, there's like a hotel that has the longest pool in the entire world. It's like oh wow, this pool is like like I probably not a mile long, but like it looks. Super oh, I was gonna long. say miles. It's crazy. <laughs> Maybe it is. I don't know. But um, so so Chile would be one of them. I also have a really really good friend in Brazil, um, as well. And so Brazil's on that list. And I then think the a couple thing about, about places um, that that like that where they're even even planning them is, is at least to me seems um, hard to do if you don't really know the the place. It's great that you have friends in those two places, especially mm-hmm. friends that you're you know, close with that are, are happy to show you around. Right. Oh, yeah, it makes a huge difference. And plus, I don't speak very much Spanish. Right. I don't really speak any Portuguese. So and I think it's, it's helpful very, to have those friends. And, you know, and it, it's it's kind of important to have that in some of these countries, too, because, you know, Brazil and Argentina, if you're in big... Uh, they're plenty safe, but it seems like it's... it's You have to sort of know how to... Um, and Chile's included, like South America in general, I think. Like, mm-hmm. they're, it's generally safe... But you kind of have to know how to where where you're going and, and and like it seems like you it's that's an important place to sort of have someone if you're planning it at least plan it with someone that knows the country well or something. It seems like right. that from what I've oh, heard. Oh yeah, well I think it just makes everything so much. Uh, the the stress levels are significantly lower. Right. Yeah. Right? You can There's enjoy less it to worry more. about. Yeah. Exactly. If you know so your other stuff places safe though. And, yeah. Other places that I would love to go visit. I don't know why, but ever since. Freshman or sophomore year of college, I've always wanted to check out India. Mm. I think some of it came from our German professor talking about India. Oh, what did he's what did he say about India? He he had been to India and he really enjoyed it. Okay, okay. Um, that's another one of those thing, very different experiences. Right, and that's why I think it would be really interesting to go there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other thing uh, about India that I would like is. As you know, Jared, I think you remember, I have a sitar back in the United States, and I do really oh, like Hindustani music, which is like Indian classical music. Right. And so I used to, it used to drive my roommate Mitchell crazy because I would listen to it when I would do homework. Uh. So he'd, he'd come back to our room in Wesley and be like, what is this shit? And I was like, I'm doing homework. Because it kind of puts you in like this trance, right? That is, that's, uh, I mean, it, that that sounds so, like, I didn't know this about you, but uh, that makes mm-hmm. so much sense. <laughs> right. Is, is that, um, so you should bring some of that, some of the stuff you like to listen to for a song of the pot sometime. Oh, easily. Is that, no problem. Is, is that also the sort of the singing where it's the sort of the um, high-pitched sort of like, ah. Do I they think do some, that? I think some Indian music um, has By the it. way, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> to all of our listeners, I am so sorry. <laughs> but I, I, I know, know how to mean. explain it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I know what you mean. I think so. I think it depends on, depends on the style. A lot of the stuff that I listen to, it's all instrumental. Okay, okay. Um, mostly, it's, it's mostly Ravi Shankar. What sort of? Oh, I've heard away. that. I've heard that name before. What are what are the um, percussion instruments used? Uh, tablas. I can't do the sounds, but yeah, that's, they're called the tablas, and they Is have that, like, like a hand drums of sorts. Yeah, there are okay. usually two of them. There's two of them, and there's one of them where you can like roll your palm down the the drum, and it makes like a doom. Mm, interesting. And then if you hit the rim, it's more like a like a like a. I can't even do it, but it's like a... It's almost like a, like a bongo kind of sound. Yeah, 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, or even like a snare hit or like a, a rim shot on a gotcha. snare drum. Kind gotcha. Of. Like gotcha. it's like a like a sharper, more crisp. But yeah, so India so would, would you, be great. You would bring your sitar? Mm-hmm. No. That thing is oh, okay. huge. But I think if, if I stayed there for longer than a week, I would try to take sitar lessons. I think that would be a really cool cultural experience. But here's the problem, man. The way you're supposed to hold a sitar is you need to... So if you play it right-handed, which your, your right hand is the one that will pluck the strings and your left hand is the fretting hand to push mm-hmm. down on the strings, right? Your, your left leg is supposed to wrap under and around your body and your foot is where you place the sitar. So you got to be flexible. Oh, so that's why I, I oh, yeah, they always sit like that. I, I, yep. <laughs> yeah. You got to be flexible. I am not that flexible. So the 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 the, the like westerner way to sit right. is you sit on like a really wide chair and you rest the sitar right next to you. You kind of use your forearm to keep it in place. So if which you really is the way that I try to play. If you really want to master the sitar, it seems like you need to take up meditation and yoga. Yep, 100%. <laughs> I think you would need to anyways to get in the right mindset to really create the music. And the cool thing about Hindustani music is, um, if I remember correctly, I've read a couple books about it. And um, I did not know you were this into Hindustani music to where you're reading books and listening to it all all when you're studying for hours. Yeah. And (laughs) so, so, so the, oh, I forget the name of the scale, but there's a specific scale and they use a different scale. Harmonic, melodic. Ascending. Well, no, no, they're not. They're not Western scales. Uh-oh, and there's I'm like an Indian. <laughs> there's a hint, there's a Hindi gotcha. word for the for the scale. But um, ascending, meaning going up, is different than descending. Oh, oh, it's, so, so the it's, notes oh, are different. Interesting. So in in a way, it's kind of like a harmonic minor. Where so harmonic they have their minor, own mm-hmm. music language. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They have their yeah, and and also you know we have a different way to count rhythm, right? We right. count it by usually like a certain amount of eighth notes or quarter notes, like three, four would be yeah. one, two, three, one, two, three. Beats right? to the like measure like and then beats to the quarter note. Well, in Hindustani music, it's actually in cycles. So they'll count to something like 16, 18, 24, you know, and then Oof. go over the cycle again. Yeah, That's so a it's lot. really different. Yeah. <laughs> I, I sometimes I mess up in three, four. Right. Like one, two, three, four. Shit, this is three, four. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. So that's why I think India would be a great place to visit. Um, I would also, I would just love to see a lot of Asia. Like I've, I've kind of yeah. teased the idea about maybe teaching English in South Korea for a year. Mm-hmm. Um, just because it would be, or, or also in Macau as well, just because it would be such an interesting experience to see all these different places. Obviously, I would probably feel incredibly lost because of the language, right? Like, my Spanish isn't very good, but it's decent enough where I think I would be able to understand like a third yeah, but or maybe... Yeah, but I mean, you, you moved to the Czech Republic where you knew literally That's nothing. true. That's You're, a good point. I mean, even though the language seems so much more daunting... Um, how much more lost would you be, especially upon arrival, than than when you were in the Czech Republic? That's true. I get. Well, I guess the difference is that here I can still look up words, and we have a similar alphabet. Uh, but Whereas that's if I'm in easier. Korea you or Thailand, the, you mentioned that you can do it with cameras now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You can. But that's a good point. That's a good point. You could at least type in letters that you recognize. So, um, mm-hmm. the one thing that that um, I was trying to figure out. Like, uh, what country I wanted to visit? Because Asia, I mean, I want to hit every continent. Like anyone that wants to tra- like that enjoys traveling, I'm sure, ideally would like to see every continent. Antarctica um, included. 
Of course. All right. <laughs> I have Chill some friends some penguins. there. <laughs> Polar bear friends there. Um, they promise not to eat me. <laughs> <laughs> Best of luck with that. <laughs> um, so the one thing that... Uh, that, so I was thinking about it, and I'm not like places like Thailand and Vietnam, I would be interested in, but they're not. They don't seem like my first choice because this is not like a tropical, like beach kind of person, really. Okay, gotcha. Um, and then the thing that uh, the thing that, uh, but but I but I think their food is like like in in Thailand, uh, for example. I think their food is. I think I'd be more accustomed to than say if I were to go to. Korea or China or, or Japan mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah, could it's, be. I, I'm 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 very um like you and I are both kind of picky eaters, and mm-hmm. I would really like to personally just like fully get over that. I, I'm always jealous of those people that are like try it and say what is this? You know those kind of people. <laughs> yeah, I can't do that. I totally <laughs> cannot do that. But I think in certain countries, um. And, and this is not just a nation thing, but in certain countries, you're going to have food put down in front of you. And I don't want to be one of those people where it's like, oh, I don't want to try that. I don't know. That looks gross. Right. I don't want to be that person, but I am definitely that person. Oh, me too. My biggest problem with a lot of some of those other countries, especially like Japan, I would love to visit Japan. Oh, seafood. But they eat tons of seafood. Yeah. Yeah. That's and their I'm staple. not a seafood guy. <laughs> right. But yeah. maybe, maybe you're right, though. Maybe by going there... It would make you overcome some of your um, right. our pickiness. But my problem with seafood is, I smell it and I just lose my appetite. I understand that. I understand that. You know, that's how and I like, feel with like I'm good with a lot of seafood. I I do a lot of fish. I do you know uh, so, like shrimp and lobster and all that stuff. But like when it comes to shell the the like the mollusk sort of shellfish oysters. Mm-hmm. Uh, mussels. It's that is is uh, a visual thing for me. When I see it, it really like puts me off visually uh-huh i gotcha yeah and see my other problem is the first time i ever had sushi i got food poisoning from it oh so you have that bad yeah that bad connection to it but exactly. but obviously um it's it, you know the irony there is that japan is one of the uh, has one of the best like uh life expectancies in the world right and it's probably <laughs> and because they eat so much food fish. poisoning right right <laughs> Well, the, the crazy thing is, dude, I went to this, um, what what we thought was like a Chinese restaurant with my parents, but it was like an Asian cuisine place where they they just had all sorts of uh, just different, like Asian style dishes, right? Hmm. And we had, I had this beef, I think it was called like beef tengu. Have you ever heard of this before? Tengu or wagyu? Maybe it's that one. Okay. What's wagyu? I'll Google it, but I've heard of wagyu beef before. Well, it, basically, it's where this Wait, beef Wagyu is Wait, Wagyu beef like, is Korean, I believe. I yeah, think yeah. that's Korean barbecue beef, isn't it? I'm not, I, I haven't no looked idea. it up yet. I'm not an Asian cuisine expert. I know I'll it's look hard it up. to I believe. I think it's Korean barbecue beef. Well, basically... Oh, no, <clears> it's super-aged uh, Japanese ribeye. Okay. Like, like, it's, like you see all that marbling? It's yep. just super high quality. Okay. I don't know if that's what you're talking about, but that's, that's what not. Um, Wagyu is. I had a, a different type of beef where it's like they only put it like on the stove or in the oven for like a couple of seconds. So it's mm. basically raw uh, and it's and yeah. it's cold. And Ooh. I tried it. That's, I that... tried it. Have you tried this before? No, no, no. But I was going to say that uh, that would, I'd be okay with trying it, but you turned me off when you said cold. Me too. I looked at it. I was like, oh, great beef. This looks good. Yeah. And then I 
bit into it and I'm like, oh, this is all right. This is cold. <laughs> I can handle like beef that's rarer than I'd probably order, like if it's put in right. front of me. But like the cold thing would definitely. How how'd you like it? It was really good. Um, and I and I th- I think that whatever it was marinated in is what makes it edible, right? It was marinated mm-hmm. in some type of salt or vinegar or something that makes it so you know bacteria can't grow right on it because there, otherwise you know. If, there's a. Have you heard of ceviche? Uh-uh. That's uh, it's Spanish, right? It is Spanish, and it's it's a similar concept, but but in the sense that food is cooked in acidity, so like uh-huh. it's it's a seafood based kind of dish, and it's not cooked and it's cold and it's not really cooked, the um but the the acidity cooks it, and it, there's a lot of gotcha. you know different sort of acidic, uh lemon and whatever else is in there, and and that you know quote unquote cooks it, right. Interesting. Well, you know, it seems Jared, like a similar concept. Oh, 100%. Absolutely. What's also um, interesting, you know, speaking of food, there's also some places in the United States I would like to visit, some for food reasons, some for others. Okay. One I would love, I haven't spent a lot of time down south. Like where I've spent the most time was Florida back in the day. And I don't really consider Florida the same as the rest of the South. Do you? It is, uh, no, I, I don't. As someone that has grown, not grown up, that's not true at all. Someone that spent a lot of time, <laughs> I mean, I kind of, I mean, I partially kind of grew up there. I spent like every summer there. But anyway, as someone that spent a lot of time in Louisiana, from what I've heard, just from spending a lot of time there and from listening to podcasts and just from a lot of different sources is that, is that Florida is very different than, say, uh, Mississippi, Alabama, Louisiana, even Tennessee and Kentucky, as far as right. South goes, um, right. and it's it's just a very different uh, vibe. And right. obviously, that makes a lot of sense to all of us Americans that um, that en- that enjoy making Florida. I mean, we're not making Florida the jo- butt of the joke; they're making themselves. Florida the butt makes themselves. By I was being part say of the, the same. wildest news stories. <laughs> oh yeah, a hundred percent, without a doubt. So, so yeah, so some places down south I'd like to visit. Um, New Orleans? Of course. Of but course, all, New Orleans. A struggle similar to, you're going to have a struggle similar to Japan, where a lot, of the, a lot of the staples, especially in Louisiana, are, right. uh, are seafood staples. I mean, that fried fish is probably okay, That's isn't a good it? point. Yeah, we talked about that. We you did talk about that. You could definitely eat fried catfish, and one, you won't, you won't smell it because it's fried. And right. it, that would be the perfect way to start for you, for sure. Okay. All right. So I'll have to try that. Maybe we could Dousing cook it when, some when hot we're in sauce. Michigan. I, I, can, I might be able to... Uh, my, my dad likes catfish, so we, we might I'm be able sure he'd be down for it. But yeah, um, just don't be mad if I don't like it. Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> you're not eating say. anything for dinner that night, so... That's, that's right. <laughs> that's um, what you go get. for a late night Taco Bell run. <laughs> I'm going to be uh, like hanging out in your, like, that room up there, and I'm like, yeah, Chad's not allowed to leave the dinner table till he finishes his fish. <laughs> 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 yes, Dad. Okay, <laughs> but yeah. So I would like to, um, but I would really like to try fried chicken down south. I've heard fried chicken. Mm. Now I don't know about this. Correct me if I'm wrong, but my friend David, who grew up in Missouri and has been all over the South, he told me that Gus's is the best place for fried chicken. Never heard of it. Where's Gus's at? No idea. I think I, it's in it Tennessee. I've heard Tennessee is a good place for fried chicken. Because okay. Tennessee's Nashville is known for that hot chicken, which is oh, I would po- love so, that. It's so popular that it, I mean, I I, I follow inst- like food related, you know, those like 
food related to Instagram, which is just essentially food mm-hmm. porn, as they call it. Yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. when it, like the chicken comes, the the hot chicken comes up often, and it just it looks so good. But I've also heard that like lines are just like ridiculously long. Oh, really? To the point where people sometimes like just pay people to wait in line for them. Dang. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, and that I have a problem with lines. <laughs> yeah. Me uh, either. So you'd like to visit the South. N- uh, Nashville and Memphis for sure. Mm-hmm. Those two are on my list. Memphis, Just okay. as a musician, those two yes. places would be amazing. A lot. You, we get, uh, we like. I'm going with you. You could hit up uh, a lot of uh, jazz bars and blues mm-hmm. bars and country bars and all that stuff. Exactly. I've heard Nashville is better for country. Memphis is better for blues. Okay, makes sense. Uh huh. Then other than Nashville and Memphis. Uh, I'd like to go way down south and go to Austin, Texas. Yeah, that would be cool. Austin would be great. I've never been there. I've been to San Antonio and Dallas a bunch because I have family in Dallas. Oh, nice. Okay. I think, yeah, New Orleans would be cool to check out. Other than that, the only other place that I'd really like to go in the United States is the Grand Canyon. Interesting. I didn't even think about that one. Because I've been to California I, I yeah. love it out west in Montana and Wyoming and Colorado. Mm-hmm. I would happily go back to those places. Right. But these are all places where I've never been to, and, you know, trying to broaden my, my traveling horizons a little. Of course. Let me, I'm trying to, I, I didn't put much, I, I said I wanted to do more camping, and that, that is in America as well. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of places, and I, I don't have many places on my list in America that I would like to go. Um, let me think real quick. Um, I've been to a lot of states. I think, I mean, Alaska would be interesting. But it would be it would be hard for me to make that one a priority. No offense, because we actually, at one point, <laughs> I would assume would be listener in Alaska, and I was shocked to see that. Right. Um, but anyway, I, like it would be cool, but it would be hard for me to make that a priority. Um, I've heard it's absolutely beautiful in Alaska. One place that's in, of course. I mean, yeah, how could it not be? I, I've heard one place that's on my near future list. Uh, our friend, uh, silent silent third co-host brad (laughs) or um he just moved to south carolina Mm -hmm. and i don't think i've ever been to south carolina and so that would definitely i'm excited to i'm going to visit him at some point so um i'm definitely excited to go there that's and that one is probably cool be within you know the year sometime nice uh but before i go there my first priority for trips (laughs) <laughs> is to visit you, and I'm not even joking. Obviously, I put in the uh, the price alerts. That's what I was talking about earlier, and uh, I'm monitoring. And I'm not gonna blame you because it's not really nothing's. It's not your fault, <laughs> but it is. I do have two months, which seems like a short window. Uh, but I think I'm gonna yeah. make it work. I have faith that's, that I'm that's gonna find on a me ticket. Though, but yeah, I'll take the blame. Uh, and, and, and but but that's the thing though is even if it's not spring break, I can still come. And then, mm-hmm. like, if I, if I, and like during the week or something, travel on my own and then we can hang out on the weekends before exactly. and after or something. Who knows? Exactly. Well, I think I feel good that we'll figure something out. Yeah, me Most too. Most definitely. Me too. Most definitely. But it is very, like, a, uh, oh man, like it's such a big, like, decision where it's like, now I'm doing this. This is, right. a, I'm making this move now. Exactly. I feel like, too, with uh, price alerts, I feel like it's kind of like Russian roulette. Yeah. By the way, you know? I read a, I read a news story. I was looking for shout outs of the pod, and I read a news story. I want to be for idiots of the pod. Mm-hmm. This dude is uh, is he two police officers, or I guess a, I don't know if it was two or a group of police officers were playing Russian roulette, 
mm-hmm. and one police officer killed his coworker oh, by geez. shooting her in the chest, and now he's uh, obviously been a uh, you know got uh, got some charges coming up. That's so crazy. Out the face. That's nuts. <laughs> We're playing yeah. Russian roulette. Why? Yeah. Why would you do that? <laughs> that makes no sense to me. No sense at all. But people are stupid. You know. Uh, That's for sure. And it's like no offense to the woman that got killed, but I was like, I mean, they were playing a game. She, they both like could have been you him. Knew what's gonna happen? <laughs> like exactly. that could have been him. <laughs> exactly. Like that is literally what happens with Russian roulette. <laughs> yeah, that's how the game ends. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Man, that's crazy. Uh, well, buddy, I think it's time that we talk about our song of the pod. Unless you have well, other travel-related things to mention, I want to know some of your upcoming because pl- some of your places you want to visit because you've okay. been to the Czech Republic for a while, and I feel like there's mm-hmm. we. We, I, I want to get some more on the road again for some local it kind of places you haven't been to recently. Okay. So coming up, coming up, I'm going to a town called Humpolets, which is in in the middle of the Czech Republic. Right. Um, so that will be fun. I'm excited for that. Um, is that going to be on the also, road again? I'm hoping we can make it one for sure. Okay. Okay. I mean, we we, we may also have a guest or some guests on. We'll we'll see. We'll okay. see if we can make it work. Um, and then other than that, I would like to go to what they call Czech Switzerland. Mm. Um, that would be a good good spot mm. for camping, speaking of camping. Czech Switzerland? Yep. Uh-huh. I did not know mm-hmm. that existed. Yep. They call it um, Czechy Rai, which means Czech paradise. But a lot of people also refer to it as Czech Switzerland. Is it like a... Is it Switzerland borders Czech Republic? No, no, no. They call it Czech Switzerland because it's mountainous. It looks like Switzerland. Oh, it's in the Czech Republic. Yeah, but yeah. it looks Alpy. Yeah. Oh. Uh-huh. And then um, other places, I wanna I wanna make a trip to Poland mm-hmm. eventually, Budapest as well. Mm-hmm. Um, if possible, I would love to check out Croatia. Croatia mm-hmm. would be pretty cool. Um, other than that, I did mention at the beginning of the episode there are some places and countries where I have visited that I want to go to. One of those is Hamburg, Germany. I've never been there, and all the times I've been in Germany, so I want to check out Hamburg. I want to go to Berlin. Mm-hmm. That's what yep. I, I, Berlin's I in great. I never went to Berlin. Right. Yeah. What a I can't believe you, Jared. I mean, I was, believe you. I was it's blame my family. I was too young to be going on vacations by myself. That's true. That's true. <laughs> and they've all been to Berlin, so I guess I'm surprised <laughs> you guys didn't have like a soccer tournament or something in Berlin. Yeah, we never I never inter- I don't think I ever came across the International School of Berlin uh in our in our I, I mean, I don't know what their international school situation is like, but that was never one of the teams I played against. Right. Right. So yeah. So yeah. Berlin is awesome. I love Berlin. I've been there four times, five times. Okay. Would gladly go again. Well, let's um, make that happen then. Right. For sure. I guess that's on me. <laughs> right. That's true. If not, I'll just go to Berlin and just send you a selfie <laughs> yeah. every morning. Be like, wish you were here. Sucks uh. to be you. But, um, but yeah, the other place I'd like to visit though is um, I would really love to check out Hallstatt, Austria. Hmm. What what's because up with what's why that? Why there? It looks it looks like it's something straight out of a fairy tale. Like if go on Google right now, just type in Hallstatt. H A L L Stadt. Okay. Or no, sorry, I think it's S T A T T. Might be. H A L L S T A Yeah, Stadt. Well, there's both, but I'll I'll do Stadt. Oh, whoa, that looks like it's from Game of Thrones or something. Yep. Yep. Looks pretty amazing, doesn't that it? That literally I, honestly, I, I'm not sure if this is a picture or like a, just a, like a super close-up picture of one of those now sort check, of now like check scenes this out. that people now have. Now check like this out. I want to blow your mind a little bit more. 
Now type in Hallstatt, China. For our for our YouTube listeners, I'm stick putting my phone up to the screen, and it literally lo- or the camera, and it literally looks like the inside of a snow globe. <laughs> now check out check out Hallstatt, China. China. Yep. Just just Google it. You'll you won't be disappointed. Is this in China? Yes. Does it have any relation to Austria? N- not really. Wow. But they recreated Hallstatt in in China. Wow, Isn't that's that so crazy? Cool. Yeah, it's like this old European-looking town. Yeah, they recreated it in China. I have no idea how they did that. That's, by the way, you know, shout out to our Chinese people, but that is such a Chinese thing to do, is to just <laughs> take something and recreate it and be like, oh, we got it now, it's ours. You see with cars all the time where it's like, this is a, a blah, blah, blah. It's like, that looks like a BMW 3 Series with the BMW badge upside down. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. That's cool, though. So, that, that looks so, yeah. really cool. So those are some places. Um, I would love to go back to the Netherlands. But see, the problem is, so I thought about staying a little bit longer after after my uh, contract is over, right? Mm-hmm. I was going to maybe stay into July. But now, depending on my job prospects, I might actually come back in July, spend July and August in Michigan. And then if I get a job in Michigan, I'll just stay in Michigan. If I get right. a job abroad, then in August, it'll be time to go wherever wherever I need to go. How so, is it, as far as, because um, you've kind of been in situations like this before, as, fi- as, as far as getting that job offer mm-hmm. and then being in America when that happens and say it's a job that you had in Germany or Czech Republic, how does that work with buying the ticket when, like, to, I, I guess you have time, because you'll find, like, if, like, but, like, if you're in Michigan and you find out that you get hired for a job uh, in Germany, say you're, it's July and they want you to start in August. Mm-hmm. So you have to find a, a flight in that amount of time, or do you assume your company that hires you takes care of that? D- depends on, depends the company, on the company, I guess. I guess yeah. Depends on the company. I mean, my my goal is, my goal is regardless to have a job lined up. It, if if the clouds align and everything's perfect, my goal is to have a job lined up before, before you're before done. my contract's done. Exactly, mm-hmm. and then I'll have a lot more time to find a ticket. Yeah. Now, if I were to get something late like that. I would probably try to negotiate some type of either they pay half or they reimburse me after a few months at the company right. or whatever. You don't really have the ability to find deals right. like you would if you were. Now, yeah. with, with that being said, I'm pretty sure August is at the end of the tourist season. Mm. So the flights might be cheaper and they might also be a lot cheaper because it won't be a round trip. Right. Well, that yeah, could also make it more expensive. But yeah, that's, it yeah. depends. I think generally round trips you can get them for cheaper. Like when I came here, we looked for we looked for one way, and all the one way tickets I saw were three grand. Well, I I guess it makes I guess it makes sense though because it's it's like sort of any company is trying to upsell you, right? So you know it's harder to upsell someone on a flight because it's like (laughs) it's like I'm going where I'm going. It's like but it's like wait if we can get you to somehow get the return flight, then we can make it seem cheaper. But really, we got we got you twice now, right? Yeah, 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 which makes sense. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we'll see though. Um, I'm really curious to see how everything will play out, and who knows, who knows where I'll be. Yeah, yeah, it's terrifying. Well, we know and where you're at the we same time. We know where you want to take trips, and hopefully, we can do some on the road again soon. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, buddy, I think it's time that we get into the song of the pod. What do you think? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, this one is a. Uh, his name is Joe Armand Jones. He's a. Uh, He's a D, he's a DJ slash producer, 
and it's mostly uh, in the style of jazz and hip-hop. He's British. And uh, this song is called Starting Today, and I love these. I mean, I've said it before, but I love that sort of, it seems like you got your friends together and just decided to jam. And this is the ultimate, because they're in mm. a room that looks like it's the size of my Harry Potter closet. Right. <laughs> and there, and there's, a, um, there's a singer, there's a uh, sax, there's a trumpet. There's a drummer, there's a bass, and then there's Joe Armand Jones. I'm assuming he's playing the keys, right? He is, yes. And um, I, I, I love, you know, I love that sort of uh, jam, um, that jam vibe, and I love modern day jazz. Like I, I love modern day the, the electrified take on jazz. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I, he's I playing like an uh, like a jazz organ, right? I guess you'd say that. Is that what you call those? Like a j- I would think so. I mean, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a keyboard, but it sounds more like an organ to me than a keyboard. Yeah, it's, like, it's like a keyboard, but it's like a, it's it's it, to me. I always just see it as some sort of yeah, maybe it is organy, but it is like an old school kind of keyboard almost. Like it, I, whenever I see those, because we we had a Bink Beat song, and mm-hmm. the guy that was uh, accompanying him on the keyboard was yeah. playing something similar to that. It almost seems it's like, like a Hammond organ, I think, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I guess I don't. That's the really old that school one. Is the Hammond organ? It's like a jazz. Yeah, because it, it kind of sounds like a, one of the first like like takes on an electric piano, kind of. Right. Like when that was, I, 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 that's just what I think in my head. I don't know if that is a first take on an electric piano or not, but that's what I think. And I love it. I, I like I like the vibe, and I, and and it's it's definitely a jam sort of song in the sense that it's about ten minutes long, I think. And yep. um, you don't hear words until about three minutes in, or probably four minutes in. Two minutes. Okay, and there's not a but lot still. of words. It's 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 yeah. um, it's more just starting today, a lot of that. Uh, but it's great. Even the guy's voice, like I not to shit on that because oh, he, he has a great voice too. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I thought it was a cool song. I, I I like it. And you can check it out by the way on our uh, Twitter, Untranslatable One, the number That's one. I'll right. post it there. I'm grooving to it right um, now. Friday. It's fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah, and and you're right. It has a really kind of more open, loose jam vibe to it. Mm-hmm. I think it kind of builds on itself a little bit yes. too, yes. which is really great. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just an absolutely enjoyable song. This is something that I could, I would love to have on if I'm like, not that I cook, but if I was cooking <laughs> or like doing stuff around the house, this would be a great song to have in the background. One because it's just a tasty jam, and because it's also pretty long. Well, it's funny that you say that because um, a lot of your song of the pods you seem to have great stories. Like, you know the artist for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. A lot of mine come from trying to find songs that I listen to. Usually when, when, I, when we podcast, I sit down like an hour before we start to figure out stuff and, um, and just get, you know, get my, all my shit set up. And uh, during that, I like to find songs. And I, you know, I, I love listening to tiny desk concerts during that time because they're longer and you get mm-hmm. a couple songs and, and and so i love stuff like this too where it's longer and i'm every three to five minutes i'm not going back to my other computer to try to you know find a song and right. uh and so that's where most of my choices you know some are not that but a lot of my choices come from that because i just like it's it, it was it's a great song to listen to in the background when you're trying to do other stuff and just jam out a little bit you'll bounce your head to it but not it won't distract you too much right yeah yeah it's absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Well, Jared, now it's time for our check word of the pod today. Please. And it is Sestovat. Sestovat. Okay. What do you think that means? Sestovat. Travel, trip, vacation. One of those three. 
Which one? You're right, but which one? Vacation. Travel. There you go. Okay. Okay. Sestovat. The nice thing is it's weird. I think of Czech Is that C's, a noun? Uh, verb. Okay. Most, I think almost everything that ends in vat in Czech is usually a verb. Okay. Is that is that like ending in en in German, sort of the base form? Yeah. 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 Okay. I think so. Mm-hmm. And and the the thing about Czech that's helped me for any of our German speakers out there learning Czech, the C is basically like a Z in German. Cestovat. Mm. Unless you have the ha check over it, the little arrow, and then it would be Cestovat. Right. Like Chesky. Yes. Which is Czech. So yeah. Like so that's my Czech word of the pod. Um, so now, Jared, I was telling you in the beginning of the show, or maybe even before the show, I'm not sure. It was I got some jokes. Although, so, yeah. Also on the YouTube channel, I put teasers from uh, before we start recording. Maybe that'll be one of the teasers Ooh, you told there me. There we about go. That. Who knows? There we go. Well, Jared, why don't aliens visit our planet? Hmm. I don't know. Why don't they? Terrible ratings. We only have one star. <laughs> Oh, that's good. I like that. <laughs> right? What did E.T.'s mother say to him when he got home? Um, why didn't you call? <laughs> Where on earth have you been? Uh, <laughs> okay. Oh, what, did you need uh, more for me on that oh, one? Oh, <laughs> yeah. No, no, you're good. I got a couple more, though. Where do bees go on vacation? Uh, Poland. Pollen. That's not, that's not a bad guess. <laughs> but they go to Singapore. Oh, nice. See, I tried to be nicer to bees. That's fair. That's fair. They're not always stinging. Well, we'll see if you're <laughs> nice to, to math pollen. teachers, because no. I want to know where do math teachers go on vacation? Hell. <laughs> <laughs> no, Jared, they go to Times Square. Oh, which is essentially hell. I would think I was right. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Where do crayons go on vacation? <laughs> That's so funny to me. Where do crayons go on vacation? Any ideas? Uh, I, uh, I don't know. I have no idea. Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. Uh, yes. I got a couple more for you. Okay. Where does a cow stay when it's on vacation? Uh, ooh. I mean, I know it involves moo somehow. Yep. Yeah, you're I, right. Uh, I don't know. I don't know, though. A motel. Oh, yes. Okay. A motel. Sorry, I thought cows would be classier than that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now, now Jared, I'll, I'll give you a choice. Our last joke, either do you want a shark joke or a SpongeBob joke? SpongeBob. Spo- okay, I knew it. Why did I even bother asking? <laughs> Why didn't Mr. Krabs invite SpongeBob to go on a vacation? Uh, I don't know why. Why didn't he? Because he's shellfish. <laughs> By the way, that's my best impression of Mr. Krabs right there. <laughs> that's how I kind of picture it. Yeah, that's probably better. I wish I wish I had the skills of a voiceover person where I could do just like do that laugh on point. That's a great laugh. Oh, were you trying to do SpongeBob's laugh? Mr. Krabs. Oh, uh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. SpongeBob's <laughs> is a completely different one. I'm not yeah, even going to attempt really hard. it. Yeah. yeah, I'm not even going to attempt it. Well, Jared, it has come to that time mm-hmm. where we leave our listeners with a quote of the pod and today I thought this was a very fitting one. 
And the quote is, jobs fill your pocket, but adventures or traveling fill your soul. <clears throat> fill your soul. Wow. Chad's getting a little choked up. Getting a little, that's right. <laughs> My soul. Uh, yeah, yeah. And that's why, yeah, that's why I think it's sort of ridiculous. Um, I think, I think, uh, uh, let me get on my soapbox real quick. Hold on, let me go get my soapbox. <laughs> there we go. I think uh, a, a lot of Americans <laughs> are really doing themselves a disservice by how little vacation, I don't think they realize how little, like the disservice they're doing by how little vacation they give. Because I think right. an argument could be made for a higher level of productivity if you had more vacation. Mm-hmm. So let me yeah. push my soapbox back under my desk. There, there, there you go. <laughs> nice. Heshke, yeah, cool. I think it's true, though. Um, and it's, it, I, I agree with you 100%. I think people underestimate the value of travel. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very important thing. I think especially if you want to broaden your horizons, open your mind, traveling is a great way to do it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And if you want to sharpen your social skills... You know, traveling is also great for that as well. Um, yeah. Getting out of your comfort zone, trying new things. Like we mentioned, trying new food. Um, there's a lot of benefits of travel. And so sure. with that being said, uh, let us know where you are planning to travel next. Uh, you can slide into our DMs on Twitter, on Translatable one Check out our travel pics and other random clips and such on our Instagram, Untranslatable Podcast. And if you have any untranslatables, a special shout out, or anything you would like us to share on the podcast, shoot us an email, untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com. Pleasure. We would love to hear from you. We would really appreciate it. We hope you've enjoyed this episode and maybe given you some ideas for some new places to travel as well. So let us know. Happy and safe travels. And as we say here at the Untranslatable Podcast, Yekuyeme. Yekuyeme.